Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Listen to These Nerds. We are playing Lancer, The Reach of Stars. I'm Joey, and I will be bringing the game for tonight. Um, my player, starting on my right. Uh, hello, I'm Jonathan. I'm going to be playing Worm. Uh, hi, I'm Harry. I'm going to be playing Noir. Hi, I'm John. I'm going to be playing Panoptica. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm going to be playing Blitz. Uh, on our previous uh, episode, you guys successfully uh, defended the ship against a uh, attack of multiple from multiple angles, including uh, space, <laughs> <laughs> including a very uh, dangerous um, and sneaky guy in a very custom mech. Yes, a dangerous multiple Russian custom Russian. mech, you might say, actually, <laughs> um, who uh, unfortunately got away. Um, but you were able to protect the ship from being destroyed and Sandra from being assassinated. Again. Um, and, uh, since then, um, essentially, uh, the ship has been kind of moving at a slower pace, uh, to effect repairs. As it, it wasn't, like, critically damaged, but there's a lot of, uh, damage around, like, getting all the ships that impacted and, like, kind of drilled their way into it out and sealing up all those holes, making sure that none of the important systems were damaged. Mm -hmm. um, in the meantime, you guys have kind of been moving your wounds, just making sure that uh, you're uh, refueling, restocking your mechs, um, uh, upgrading them. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it's been a couple of days, but you uh, get a call um, uh, as a group uh, from Sandra saying that she would like to meet you in the... Uh, <clears throat> Essentially, the command room. The mission, the mission room. Um, awesome. The bridge. I'm going to take a shower with loads of soap before going down there. <laughs> the, uh, I'm going to make sure my hair is just right. Okay. Uh, well, the bridge would be like where they're... They, they're with, they, the command area would not be there because they are doing a debriefing on the bridge. Mm. Uh, they're piloting the ship. Hey, you, deckhead. All right, here's all of our plans. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you're brought into the to a familiar room, um, and Gen, both Gen and Sandra are there, uh, sitting down around a large table that uh, has a digital display on it. Mm. Um, she uh, acknowledges you as you come in. Um, uh, hello, uh, all. Uh, thank you for coming. Um, so, uh, seems like we're back in, well, decent shape, and we should be almost to our destination, but... Uh, I just wanted to, well, before we touch down, go over some information. Hmm. By um, all means. So we're, sorry, point of order. Um, we're going to land on Blade, correct? Yes. Okay. Blade is where the, is the capital, and it's going to be where the, uh, essentially the uh, partnership with the Union and the kind of like uh, announcement of being brought into the Union, Union as a whole right. um, is going to be announced. Um, and it needs to kind of go off without a hitch. I, well, it needs to happen. Um, People need to not die, Drew. Yeah. Mostly Sandra needs to be alive. Um, that's important. Yeah. Uh, so that's why you're still here. Um, <clears throat> I just, well, well, I was going over everything that's ca happened, and I, I, I've noticed that there's a bit of a pattern. Um, and with that, um, she touches the table, and she begins to raise her hand with her hand moving, uh, holographic uh, images begin to pop up. Um, I just wanted to go over kind of everything that's happened since we met. And, well, um, I was looking at uh, Nora's after-action reports, um, 
At this noir, like, like he's been sitting up straight, but at this he kind of like sits up a bit straighter. Um, and I noticed some things. Gil's um, noticed that he's typing out the next after action report. <laughs> <laughs> we looked at the after action reports in this. <laughs> See after action report beta. <laughs> Citation required. Um, uh, so she. You see that she has kind of the report up, mm-hmm. and also images from the uh, attack on the transports. Um, in your report, you said that um, you had encrypted info on the pilots who attacked you. Um, uh, do you, do you, I, I, I assume you submitted that information. Yes. Yeah. Stuff. All right. Um, so I noticed. So I noticed in the, the report that. Um, that you submitted that the uh, fingers um, that supposedly attacked us worked from uh, the grasp and that they were actually seems like previously mercenaries for some uh, for one of the uh, known union well ex-mercenaries one of the known union ops so that got me thinking and I started to look a bit deeper um <clears throat> there was also the attack, which we all know about on Syria, which um, there was technically was um, officially assigned to the Fingers of Truth, um, but you know there was the was openly denied by their leader, which was a bit well, it was a little odd. Um, and then, well, what kind of cemented it um, was the, this attack that we just went through. Um, and with that, you see her uh, raise up her hand and then pull her hand to the side, and a dex of holographic images kind of splice out. Um, and it looks like uh, just you don't you can't recognize these people, but uh, it seems to be various men and women um, in various states of well, essentially mugshots. Hmm. Um, huh. These were the individuals who were able to take a live from the attack. Um, and while they haven't been very cooperative, they one thing that we realize is they aren't in any official records from the grass. And they're not in any of the databases that the union's been given. Um, now that I, I'm not sure that necessarily that means that they are from union space, but the information that you gleaned from the first attack leads me to believe that this might be the case. Um, and. What really cements it, I think, is, well, the thing you ran into firsthand, and you see her head up, key on the table, and an image of the, what's left of the mechs that you defeated. The, the Matryoshka yeah. ones. Yeah, the, the, the very custom one. <laughs> We've had our people look at it, this, and the text inside this is not something found in this system. Um, this is, well... This is very high-grade Harrison Armory technology. Um, now, I, again, can't say for sure that the, the Harrison Armory is behind this. Um, for example, I know Noir, you pilot a Harrison Armory mech. Yes. Um, Joey, based on my knowledge, uh, how far outside of the ground, the purview, that is Harrison Armory territory, is the grass? Is it close? Um, it's in the 10th ring, which is like kind of outside of most, the grass, but like most of the grass. Yeah. But the, without, without the purview of most of Union space, like it's kind of out there. Right, so this like, isn't like, it's a border on, like this isn't like bordering Harrison no. Armory space. No, the, part, of the, the part of the thing about this place was that people didn't really know about it until a uh, ISPN 
uh, like courier ship went the wrong way and found its way here. Right. Because they were originally isolationist because they were supposed to be a vacation uh, zone. They were supposed to be a vacation zone for rich people. Right. Right. So the and they were essentially. And the idea was it was going to be secret so that no one could get to it. Yeah. Um, but it, then it, the people who ran the place never showed up, so... Yeah. So, based on my experience with the Armory, and uh, considering, like, how they effectively colonize places, mm -hmm. does this seem a bit, like, heavy-handed? Since from my experience, I know that they usually do the whole, like, you know, send goodwill ambassadors, slowly erode away the government until they can effectively just kind of, like, you know, capitalize on it. Yeah, this actually seems a little bit much for Harrison Armory. Like they, they, if they were gonna do it like this, and Sandra actually piped it, kind of. Yeah. So, essentially, the conclusion I've come to is that someone outside of the grasp mm. very much wants me dead, and they're getting desperate <clears throat> because this attack, it in of itself shows that. Well, and she puts up some some, some statistics. This is the amount of ships that we recorded the information uh, that were in our space during that battle. And she looks like a bar. Um, and, then she's able, and then she swipes her hand to the side and it splits. And this is the amount that actually hit us. And it's like less than half. Yeah. Huh. Um, the rest either missed completely or impacted uh, some random asteroids. Which leads me to believe that whoever is behind this has quite a bit of capital to throw around and isn't shy about using a trade baron, maybe? Um, I couldn't say for sure. It's, it's a little bit outside of the purview of my specialty, but I... It's very odd. The corpo... The corpse, in in their own way, maintain, help to maintain balance and union. And while I don't necessarily agree with all of their practices, I, I can't imagine any of them doing something like this without some reason. Um... Again, like I told you before, um, in the event of my untimely demise, there are definite political... Well, there is an amount of political turmoil which I believe someone might take advantage of, but I couldn't say for sure what would actually, how it would actually pan out. Um, but I just wanted you to all be aware that this whole fingers of truth that might, well, might be a bit of a smoke screen. <laughs> that being said, I prefer if we kept this between us. Um, the current narrative that I'm aware of through the net is, well, that my, the Syria attack was perpetuated by terrorists, um, anti-union terrorists, and for me to speak out against that, well, I'm worried about the effects that might have, and I worry that I might be playing directly into the hands of whoever's behind this. Well, I mean, it's not technically true if, if the plan is still to disrupt attempts to work yeah, the grass. Yeah, regardless who's bankrolling the fingers of truth, it might not all be theatrics. They might really believe what they say. Hmm. Well, they certainly don't have the capabilities or infrastructure to do this. The I, I would like to note, though, that the people we've taken in have not been very helpful in, during interrogations. They are all repeating the same mantra, which is grasp independence. Hmm. Um, that being said, uh, I, whether or not they're diehards or they have some other um, motivation, I, I can't say for sure. Um, it's, because it's not as if we'll be employing extrajudicial extra methods. I wouldn't have that. Mm -hmm. But I just want you to all be aware of this as it is, well, 
It's very concerning to me. Well, it certainly will be something we can keep under advisement, and certainly to help plan our next move. Is there any way for us to tell if these people have been conditioned in some way? Um, well, uh, I could arrange for you to meet with one, No, it's not really my specialty. I'm just thinking, considering that you said almost half the ships, maybe more than half of the ships that were aimed at us didn't hit us, they had people on them. So, what happened to all of those people? Not necessarily. Why would they agree to that? Not necessarily. Remember, the attack on Syria was also preceded by a large probably AI presence. Yes. It's entirely possible that the ships could have been dummy fired. It's similar to how Harrison Armory beat the trade barons in one of the wars. That's a good point. Or the pilots have just been, that might not have had control over all where mm-hmm. the ships were going. Yes. I this, yes, the current question is this AI angle. Either way, this either, it still indicates the same things. And at this point, conjecture is kind of meaningless without more data. Of course. This whole situation is just one big mess. So what would you have us do? Um, well, we'll go ahead with the current plan. Um, it will be my protection detail. And um, we will do everything we can to make sure the <sighs> signing and announcement goes smoothly. What's our itinerary once we land on Blade? Um, I will be rendezvousing with the uh, council. Um, and from there, we will discuss what our um, plan of action is. Um, as you are well aware, as I'm sure they are too, um, there is a high likelihood of um, things not going directly as planned. And we need to be prepared for any eventuality. Ken is silently nodding in the corner. Yep. <clears throat> well, I guess we make ourselves uh, ready for planet fall then. We will be there shortly. Um, if you need anything that I can provide, just ask. Um, I think the upgrades to your mechs should be done. Um, I'll talk to the uh, engineers. Um, Boy. Well then, I guess we'll uh, check things out in the hangar in just a little bit then. Uh, yes. Um, again, if you need anything from me, I am accessible. Um, if you don't mind, um, we do have some uh, landing plans and some of course. diplomatic pleasantries to exchange. Well, the job will be what it's always been. We'll make sure you get to your destination safe and sound. Ah, oh, thank you. Mm. So yeah, um, Nor, uh, Emil will stand up, salutes, leave. <laughs> Again, salutes. Uh, Sandra nods. <laughs> yeah, she's not moving. Ah, I got him! I figured out Gen was an officer! <laughs> Gen definitely has a military vibe, so he's probably yes. ex-military. <laughs> So yeah, I uh, unless somebody has any questions, I guess we go down to the hangar and check out the mechs. Alright. Yeah, oh, as we're... Wait, um, the, uh, that extra power core I salvaged back on uh, Syria, is that going to be ready for the next battle? Oh, is, can you, you're asking if you can hold your downtime stuff from last time? No, remember... We spent... Oh, yes, yes. Yes, that is done. That is, being, that is finished being fabricated. Excellent. Yes. So yes, you have your, your you, they load your extra power core into your mech in the secondary slot, wherever that is. Mm-hmm. All right. That's that, actually attached to the bottom, and your and your little hand will just like pick it up and go like, <laughs> like a knife block, just like pull one out, <laughs> put another one in. I have all mechs are janky. Yeah. Mm. Well, the fact you can pull out a mech's power core from the outside from the outside <laughs> is a little ridiculous. To be fair, the mech doesn't turn off. 
It just goes thermonuclear. You know, as you want a system that can be easily like, accessed from the outside. Actually, in Titanfall, you have to designate that your thing goes thermonuclear. Ah, yes. It's either it's either <laughs> that it falls really fast, or... Wait, no. That it blows up regularly, yeah, or it goes nuclear. Yeah, it, it blows up regularly. So, it's either it goes nuclear, or you can get, like, gas that shoots out of it. So. Yeah. Okay. All anyway. Right. So, as we're heading down to the hangar, she digs me. I can tell. What? Yeah. Bind on the job. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. He still looks very dreamy-eyed. <laughs> I lean over to Worm. His ability with people is about as good as his tactical assessments. <laughs> Everyone silently, <laughs> silently nods at the group. <laughs> well, except we, for Blitz. Except for Blitz, yeah. of course. Because right. you think you're a tactical genius. Well, yeah, I win every fight I've ever been in, and I've never died. <laughs> I've never lost. I haven't died, but I've never lost. <laughs> yes. Have you ever been KO'd? No, only me. Yeah, only you. Yeah. Well, he has been KO'd, just not by mechs. He's done so by alcohol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. yes, your true enemy is alcohol. <laughs> you know, you've yet to win a fight with alcohol. Uh-huh. Well, I just gotta keep crying until I win, so yeah. yeah. You either win or you become an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so yeah, you guys head down to the hangar, and uh, the head mechanic uh, uh, is just kind of like, you see that she's just pointing and yelling at people and getting going, yep. and she's like, oh, hey, the Lancers are here. What, uh, what are you boys doing down here? We're simply here to assess the uh, combat readiness of our little frames. Yeah, we heard you got a couple upgrades going on for these bad boys here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Beauty that she's like she's touching your back, which yep. is massive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. These beauties are uh, be uh, tip top shape. Yeah. Uh, we even got that power core you wanted in there, Cap. Thank you. You also noticed that so originally because all of the usual weapons the Barbarossa had were GMS spec, they were all fairly small. Now the uh, Barbarossa actually has like a weapon that is scaled to the size of the Barbarossa. Oh jeez. Well, hot dang. It's no longer like Shaquille O'Neal holding like a yeah. fucking revolver. <laughs> it's like holding an actual gun. Yeah. But like, oh man, it's a really big guy holding a very small pistol. Yeah. Well, that nuts very far. My butt can't fit in the seat. Ah, let's be Um, worm was it? Oh yes. Did you get that package that I requested? Yeah. Um, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so we. Well, I mean, place we were mounting the rockets, and the guys went on lunch, and they came back, and they were in the mech already, so... Oh, that's normal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that just happened. Yes, that is within acceptable parameters. Yeah, well, wait, I mean, we didn't test it. We can't get in the cockpit, but... Um, I'll take care of it. Yeah. Thank just, you very we, much. We, we, they seem mounted correctly. We just... Well... Todd was looking at it, and I think he looked at it for too long, you just see a guy at an eye wash station. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like washing his eyes over and over. It won't go away. <laughs> How long's he been there? Uh, his shift start. Um, I like four hours. Oh uh, yeah, pressure gets a little tetchy when people stare at him. Uh, I'll have a look at Todd. And you see Noir go over and start, like, administering first aid. Yep. His eyes are very bloodshot, and yes. they're actually like, when you put light on them, they're actually starting, like, drifting apart slowly. <laughs> when did your fucking mech get the thing from Uzumaki stuck in it? <laughs> uh, um, you actually go over to the Thresher, and you see that the, um, the... The Shangara Mystics. 
Well, well, yes, the mi- missiles are mounted, but also a cover has been placed over the <laughs> over the Omni gun. Ah, uh, yes. And there's like a there's like a dangerous like it's it's a radioactive sign, but like it's probably not accurate. Yeah. But it's probably as close as they No, can. it's just a bunch of different signs. It's got like the biohazard sign. It's got the radioactive sign. It's got the laser sign. The okay. sentiments are all the same. Keep the fuck away from this. Yeah, and, and over top of everything, the Horus logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and, and you notice people, like, for the other match, like, people are, like, walking up to them, climbing through them. Everyone's, like, avoiding your bed. <laughs> yeah. Like, have they gotten, sa- like, yellow and black safety tape and they've outlined a space on the floor? No, it's just kind of like everyone knows. It's like when you're walking by, like, anything that's, like, very dangerous looking, you just kind of walk around it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if there's, like, a fight going on. Give it that wide berth. <laughs> yeah. So just, like, broken glass on there. It's like, I'm gonna just go around this. Yeah. I'm not gonna touch it or near it or look at it. So... Ah, it's a lonely life. <laughs> yeah, but you you know enough about servicing your own mech, having done it yourself, that you can kind of like go up on top, you move the cranes around, get everything mm-hmm. set up. But it seems I they did their best. You installed your own gun on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you you. Yes, I I personalized the horse mech. Yeah. <laughs> and you also added it's not space. something many people can do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I trust my NHP. Yeah. Even though you only like found it like a couple days ago. <laughs> Well, I don't know if I found it the right way. <laughs> it woke yeah. up. Yeah, it woke up. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't let me down yet. Great. Yep. At least it's not doing that thing where it's tracking people who are walking by. No, no. Yeah, well, it's because they put the tarp over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The eye is actually the omni gun. <laughs> the thing on the face doesn't. Oh my god. <laughs> just one big eyeball. Yeah, this oh. fucking soul edge motherfucker. <laughs> but yes, you, um, you are able to service your max in any way you like, or add, cool. and, and you guys all get your rank up, which I know you've already applied. Yep. Yes! Hence why I now have the, uh, the Blackbeard's Assault Cannon. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Or not the Blackbeard, but Drake's Assault Cannon. There you go. Yeah. yeah. What does the gun that you got actually look like, John? Uh, it's another energy rifle, so it, replacing the regular one, um, it, it doesn't look too, too different, but it definitely has a kind of different, um... That Smith uh, Shimano, like, Custom made bullshit. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it definitely looks significantly better made, like, and it and it also like unlike the other one where it was just kind of bolted onto the like assembly. Like this one looks like it's fitted to be you know part of the turret system. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a like a longer barrel uh, rifle, and generally it looks like it's got uh, like a little bit more precision, but it also has a I don't know if there's like a, an obvious way you can tell the difference between a line weapon and a, like a just a regular firing weapon, mm. like from the outside. But um, it's, it's more artisanal. Yeah, yeah, it's more artisanal. Um, it has like a dark brown greenish uh, like highlight to it because it's not you know built. It's not a swallowtail like specific weapon. Mm. Okay, but yeah, it's um, yeah. But I'll mo- like that's the most obvious change because everything else is just. Software. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. Uh, if we have time, Panoptica will like have everyone like run a simulation with their new gear, just so that everyone's kind of familiar with with the like how the new stuff works. Like, if I'm firing the gun at you, that does not mean my hat mech is hacked. Yeah. It it, it it is beneficial. Yep. So yeah, you guys. No to our. You do not have to die for cover. <laughs> Would you die for cover? Uh, yes, I could. No, I, I use my. You see what it does? He throws the accelerate, but no, and it just accelerates him five flights, like 
50 feet to the left. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> As for me, um, yeah, you see that my mech, I've got a couple of what appear to be like shotguns mounted on the underside of my mech's wrists. So I'm throwing out like a flurry of punches and stuff like that, a series of jabs. And then I make an over an obvious overhanded punch that the enemy is supposed to catch. Then I activate and suddenly, boom! Uh, yeah. Shotgun shrapnel goes through the area where the enemy mech's head would be. I mean, it would only be on the, the one hand, the one that had the, the Zhao Li combat sheet. Because the other hand yeah. is a giant pile driver. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like uh, you throw the big one and they yeah. and they dodge it and they're just like, oh, just kidding. Exactly. Yeah. Roll one, two. Meanwhile, all you just see with uh, Noir's thing is basically. So it's got two modes. The first one, like he does like a semi auto thing where you're like a boom, 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 boom. And then he holds down a button and the barrel starts to spin. And then you just hear this as it just mows stuff down. What, is, uh, what does it look like when you eat the missiles? Oh, yes. So, you don't notice anything. The missiles appear. <laughs> well, so, uh, you don't notice anything outwardly that different about the mech, because the missile launcher pods are actually uh, internal, and so there are these pores that open up on the surface of the Pegasus uh, when the missiles are being deployed, and they don't always open up in the same spot, but they close when they're not firing can't really be sure if they were in the right place before. Uh, There's okay. a hole. A missile comes out. Don't look too closely. I uh, yeah, yeah, like you, like you look at it, and there's like tendons. Like it's covered in tendons. Oh. Like falling tendons. The part there's like an eyeball under the shape of it. Mmm, tasty. Okay. Yeah, less an aperture, more a stinkter. Let's say. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh no! <laughs> that doesn't have to be canon. <laughs> too bad. It's too late. You already said it. Um, yeah. So the yeah. All right. So you guys run through a simulation, uh, uh, your mech simulation, and everyone's stuff seems to be working at least in the simulation. Right. So um, excellent. Um, during the simulation, Moore uh, puts forth an idea to group. Well, considering the fact that the assassins really know who I are, there's a possibility that maybe we could use our mechs as a smokescreen. Meaning? Well, they're assuming that they're probably going to assume correctly that our mechs will be located fairly close to uh, Sandra. So, if we can get our mechs to act like they're escorting Sandra while we escort her somewhere else... That's assuming that they don't already have intel on where Sandra is. If they have someone on the inside, or if they're watching really closely, we might just be shooting ourselves in the foot, you know? Basically be abandoning our guard detail for no reason. It's true. That's the reason why I brought it up in simulation space. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's run a simulation of what happens <laughs> if, we, if we do that and guess wrong. <laughs> well, there goes the target. Very bad. It's a good idea, but I think, honestly, uh, with these new upgrades, we've got a few tricks up there, honestly, that nobody knows about except us. Mm, this is true. Um, well, us and the entire me- like the mechanics, detail. yes. With the exception of yours, nobody knows what yours does. <laughs> <laughs> well, they know what the you know, they would know what the class. The, they, they know the parts that were yeah. acquired. They, they know that there's a missile. Ah, they didn't pod. install them though. They're not missile. Yeah. <laughs> there's a missile pod in there, like some multi-delivery. There's a missile pod in there somewhere. I think. <laughs> Um, the easy way to catch spies is just wait for them to try and... Yeah. Maybe like a Kira squishes. <laughs> oh, uh, ah. get the cocker just start squeezing them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, speaking of autonomous, whose mech 
hand work autonomously. You'll work. I, I don't know. Nobody, nobody else has an NHP? Wow. You no, know. I know. I got rid of it. Oh, oh so, okay. you, so you don't even have your dummy point. Yeah. Well, then none of you could even... Control. Well, I mean, we could create new loadouts. Like, I assume a dummy plug isn't the most difficult thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you guys could you could do that, but your mechs would not be able to... Act. The only person whose mech would be able to act very intelligently would yeah, be... Yeah, would be... Would be mm-hmm. Very intelligently. <laughs> not too intelligently, though. There are have... some limits. Yeah, that, I'm, not, I'm gonna recommend you don't unshackle that thing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and they're gonna unshackle you, but you have to protect the target. Okay, unshackle it, immediately a bullet materializes in Sandra. <laughs> no! Now, the, the NHP would only do that if there was, if there was some sort of something to gain from it. Uh, the funny thing I don't know, what can a mech that could de-space time do? <laughs> well, that's the thing, is that maybe it, maybe the, yeah, it would be really hard to predict, yeah, especially like, with your NHP, what, like, what it What exactly, do. what is its motivation? Yeah, like, uh, what, what is its plan? Yeah. Apart from self-preservation. The NHP... The Sisyphus class NHP has actually solved the game of Go, but only because it can see slightly into the future. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Uh, your neck line is. <laughs> God damn. Uh, Alright, well, yeah. But that, that is a good point, actually. If you needed uh, a smokescreen, the Thresher might not be the bad, the worst choice for that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, something to keep in mind, at least. I'm not exactly very good at the tactical details. Alright. Well, uh, uh, the simulation goes swimmingly. All your weapons seem to be functioning at their capacities. Uh-huh. At one point, uh, Panoptica hacks the target and it, it explodes from the inside out. Oh. oh, yeah, one last thing. I uh, got a jump hit for the Fun. Oh, one other thing. At one point, I throw a grenade. Something happens, and then suddenly I'm, like, 90 feet somewhere else. Oh. Successful targeting test. What? Sunseed blink charges, latest in Harrison Armory technology, and I throw one to you, and suddenly you are 50 feet somewhere else. Oh, <laughs> sick! Okay, we're gonna have some fun on the battlefield <laughs> next time we get a little fight. It's already getting as hell. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing, it's almost like you're there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you were never not there. <laughs> it's actually. Now, it's not, it's not a horror's grenade. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. <laughs> if it was a horror's grenade, you would see. This, yourself appear there, and then you would disappear. <laughs> yeah, you can never be sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, every single time you throw the grenade, there's like a ten percent chance that you just end up with two copies of yourself. Oh. Wait, am I the cop? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. You don't just disappear. You violently dematerialize. Yeah. yeah, and you create a copy of yourself that all has all of your personality and memories. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, that's if you're in the witch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, but yes. So uh, the technical test goes off swimmingly, um, and you guys all kind of like return to your rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see Melo on the way. He is also looks like he's tuned his mech up a bit. Um, um, it's not it's not super obvious, but it does look like he has a uh, new some sort of new gun. Okay. Um, otherwise, he just has his uh, uh, grappling hook and his big sword. Just as tiny as it always was? Well, it's large compared to its body, but t- tiny compared to most other things. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. Quick one to nimble. Um, yeah, he kind of nods at you since he's wearing his full thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, with that, you guys uh, kind of hang out for a bit. Uh, and it, over the next couple of days, uh, through your onboard like new screens, you can see they, there's a feed of 
you know, approach. Yeah, the, uh, the, like, yeah, little, like, oh, this is your flight plan. Yeah, well, there's, there's just, like, a channel on, like, the television that's, like, what is, like, what is, what's in front of us? Alright, um, uh, what's the skill again to try and, like, scrounge up, uh, reserves and stuff like that? Um, so we're gonna do a downtime phase. Okay. In a bit, but not right now. Okay. Um, so, uh, you guys, uh, as, as you get closer and the view screens, uh, there is a mostly green, but with patches of brown, um, not quite as much water as Earth, but, uh, enough. Probably say it's, like, closer to 50-50 on, like, a random guess. Um, um, and you enter the atmosphere, um, flying over, um, somewhat rocky, craggy, uh, Landscape closer to something like in Arizona. Not exactly a full desert, but um, not a ton of greenery in this area. Um, and eventually, uh, in the distance, uh, through the clouds, um, you see what looks like a series of large, of tall buildings uh, up on what looks like kind of a cliff's edge. Um, if I were to describe the sort of style as you come in closer um, and you notice the large wall kind of around it, um, I would call it kind of like a brutalist meets art deco style with a lot of cubes and uh, very uh, very cubist (laughs) and it's like and stark with uh, some minor details, almost kind of like a the way, like, an officer's uniform might have, like, a unique alteration for mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's where the Art Deco part comes in. Mm-hmm. Just a, it seems like buildings that used to be probably a bit fancier have been kind of uh, more streamlined. Um, and whereas Surya and Trident seemed a bit more free-flowing and artistic in a more gilded way, um, uh, Kanda which is the capital of Blade, is a bit more indicative of the type of people, type of people that live there. Um, you, the, uh, as you're coming in, the uh, guide uh, app is available, and you can kind of read up. Um, and anyone who takes the cursory glance uh, <clears throat> gets the information that the uh, Conda is the capital of Blade and houses the, mil- the highest military academies and um, ruling, uh, essentially the ruling uh, body uh, the council. Um, the reason why Blade is the place where most of the mercenaries in the system come from is the mercenaries are usually dropouts from the military academy. Okay. Um, that being said, um, it's been uh, a couple, like, close to a hundred years since there has been any sort of, uh, like, armed conflict. Um, that being said, they are still uh, much like... Um, Many nations and in space, uh, they still have uh, like trade soldiers, and um, their military academy is still really strong. But people who come out of it and don't go in directly into the service usually become politicians or um, pe- people who, or other people in the nobility. Kind of, there's not a strict caste system or anything, um, but it's a little more stratified than Syria, which was, as you remember, a bit more of a uh, uh, everyone works for the common good sort of deal. Um, is <clears throat> not, ex- not exactly a dictatorship or anything. Um, the council is elected, um, but, um, there is a lot more, uh, hierarchical order in the sense that the, uh, ruling 
the people in charge do lay out everything for lay out kind of the society stratification. Um, but yeah, with that, um, uh, and you do do notice as you get lower um, and eventually land in what looks like, by Noir's estimation, a military base. Um, <clears throat> Uh, that there are people uh, about, um, now that you're at ground level, moving around. Uh, in addition, there are plenty of mechs of various sizes, uh, as small as Melos up to the Noirs doing various tasks. Um, it seems like uh, the um, city was built rather purposefully, as opposed to, you know, Earth. as you know about a lot of Earth cities, uh, they are... Well, no, none of you have ever been to Earth, but in general, cities kind of grow out of their industrial areas, and then as those areas get more developed, people move out further and further. But this city seems uh, very decisively planned, closer to something like a France or Paris uh, situation, where uh, row there are rows delineated specifically towards uh, city centers, um, and that is also taking into account the size of mechs and allows them to move around the city freely. Hmm. So, uh, this will be you, both good and bad for you guys, as you realize that um, you will be able to move around the city unimpeded for the most part. But so will the enemy. But so will any enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as you uh, land successfully, and you're given the all-clear to uh, get off, um, you are called to uh, Sandra, um, and as part of her entourage, you are all brought off the ship. Mm-hmm. Um and walking off the uh, landing platform section, um, you are greeted by uh, people in what looks like uh, military garb. Uh, Noir, you have uh, minor flashbacks, uh, although they are a bit more... Um, <clears throat> a bit more like U.S. Army and a bit more like a mix of the... Uh, kind of an, old, an older-timey sort of deal with, like, Kate. Huh. Ah, ah. <clears throat> so they've got like the, the chevron for the note rank, but you can also pretty much tell who's the NCO and who isn't. I like, oh, do they have a cape and a poofy hat? Yeah, and, who's holding, a, and ho- who's holding a sword or not? Yeah. Um, cool. yeah. It's enough that Noir, like, Noir sees this as like. <laughs> if, any, if any of you have visited the Baronies, um, no. more well known uh, empire in the Union, you'd know that they have a, a bit of a similar aesthetic. Um, Although, these guys are a bit less medieval. Um, you guys see that Blitz is staring at the capes as if wondering where he could get himself one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't even have your cool jacket anymore. You gave it away. That's true! I need a new jacket! I need a new cool outfit. Yeah. Wow, Blitz, you found a jacket exactly like your old one. <laughs> yeah! Isn't that great? Uh, you definitely didn't, because he lost that as part of his downtime. Yes, so I he, has, he has not gotten a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yes, so the... Uh, as Sandra kind of walks off um, with you guys and Malo in tow. Malo is actually still wearing his suit, mm. like fully. Um, you kind of guess why, but with what's happened. Um, and the uh, <clears throat> military officers uh, look over uh, at Malo for a moment, and they look back and they bow their kind of give like a head bow mm. um, and say, "Welcome, administrator." And Sandra says. Um, I thank you for your hospitality, and they say, you are, your kind are always welcome. Um, and they introduce themselves, uh, to her, but by extension, you. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> the, there is an older woman, um, wearing what looks like a 
crimson garb with a long sword at her hip. Um, I am... Bungo Jerry. I'm Skittle Bits. That's what you get for getting the same random name generator yeah, from a cat's with <laughs> No, um... Uh, <clears throat> I am Alondra. Um, Colonel Alondra. Um, you may address me as such. Um, the, lar- the larger man, um, well-muscled and scarred, um, with his arms crossed his chest, and his chest, um, says, um, <clears throat> I am Devin, Brigadier Devin, um, and the smaller of the three, um, with a bit of a, uh, slick back hair, um, and a more youthful appearance, um, does a bit more of a bow, um, and extends his hand. Alright. Um, <clears throat> and I am Saber Balin. Um, you see he has the least amount of ornamentation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <clears throat> I will be your guide. Um, please, if you require anything, and he actually looks over at you, if you need anything at all, simply ask. Um, we will now be taking you to the council. <sighs> And, um, from there, we will discuss further plans. Alright, yeah, I'm just doing the bodyguard thing. I'm just keeping just behind Sandra and to her left. Just keeping an eye on her and making sure that there aren't any threats in the vicinity. Yeah. Um, so for our mechs, are they being transported? They're being unloaded as we speak. Mm-hmm. Alright. Okay. They're, the current plan is to store them in this, uh, in this military base. But part of the discussion, I think, will be is where you guys are stationed. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so. Well, I'm going to ask, uh, they mentioned like a council headquarters. Is that in the military base or is that off-site? No. Uh, so you, so when you think about that, you actually look up and at the very edge, not not necessarily the precipice, yeah. but much closer to the top of the uh, ridge, there is a uh, obsidian stone, uh, looks like obsidian colored uh, tall building uh, with multiple spires that you Expected likely the uh, capital building. Uh, I know what to do with Obsidian. I begin charging the apocalypse. But yes, so. Um, and you guys are brought to a <coughs> military vehicle. Um, it's comfortable, um, clearly not designed for like troop transport, but. Um, it, and you guys are kind of driven through the city. Um, so. Uh, <coughs> So let's see. I'm trying to think of the experience that you guys have with places, but <laughs> definitely different from anything Panoptica is used to. Um, way too much open space. Hmm. Um, not inside a ship or anything. Um, not very green. No. Or, um, I'm not sure about what, what... So, Blitz, you were part of a mercenary company, right? So you probably went all... I'm assuming you and Like Noir probably went all over. Yeah, yeah. We saw a variety yeah. So I, I'd actually say, probably given the description, this probably looks a lot like Noir's home planet before it was, you know, went to war. Yeah. So yeah, you get you do get a bit of an unsettling Harrison Armory vibe in the militarization of this place, mm-hmm. but not quite the same. Not level. enough that I start blasting. <laughs> <laughs> not quite the same level of uh, strictness. You do see people walking around wearing various types of polling. It's yeah. not like everybody... I'm wearing... not seeing people at checkpoints being harassed for papers. That's what no, I'm No, there's no, like, or not everyone's wearing the same orange jumpsuit or anything. You actually see some 
people that probably from Syria wearing like lot more colors than everybody else. Mm. But um, it does seem like this is um, outside of the the, plate, the military base and the, that obsidian uh, structure. Mm. Um, a pretty normal city. Um, you do see one thing you do notice though that wasn't Syria is officers and privates walking around in their uniforms. Mm. Um, likely, you know, on lunch or on break or on leave or about to be shipped out in various states. Um, there is definitely a presence, but it's not... You don't see people, like, crossing the street to get away from them. It seems like they're pretty well integrated. Right. So, you know, there will be a guy who looks like there's a there are military mixing with non-military. Uh, you pass by a couple bars where you see people singing and carrying on in groups. Um, so, yeah. Um, pretty standard for this type of city, but... Um, it puts you a little more at ease noir to know that there's no, you know, yeah, there's none of the stuff that you that particularly singularly remember. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I, I will say that like you can kind of get the feeling that there's something about this that is making noir distinctly uncomfortable, but it's not enough that it's like he's like acting strange. Almost as if there's a sense of dread that he has in his stomach. I feel like noir is maybe always a little bit turned on. <laughs> so, Worm doesn't notice Freezing! Freezing! I kid. But yeah, so, uh, you're driven kind of around for a bit. Alright. But, and then eventually turning uh, down a one of the long streets that seems to flow kind of directly into the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. Ooh! Um, uh, and Sandra actually kind of breaking the silence remarks, Oh, so this is the hilt? Looking up at the building. Hmm. Um, and the colonel kind of like nods her head. Yes, our pride and joy. Most secure structure in the whole grasp. Huh. That's saying something, considering how big the grasp is. Well, um, you know, we pride ourselves on the autonomy of our system, but, uh... We believe here that a strong core is necessary to maintain order, and that, well, there's no better place from which to govern. Hmm. And with that, um, oh, actually, Phelan kind of pipes up. Uh, if you'd like to get a tour, I'd be more than happy to help you. Bail, sorry, what was it, the Baylor? Balin. 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 And his was, was he the saber or the... He was the saber. He was the guy who said he would be your tour guide. Okay. Uh-huh. It would probably be a good idea for us to get a look around the facilities just to see what we may have to end up uh, dealing with. <laughs> well, once we're done with all of the uh, busy work, he, he kind of smiles at the other two. Um, I'd be more than happy to show you around. Huh. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, you guys kind of pull up, and this is the one place where the, there is a checkpoint. Yes, there is papers. <laughs> there are papers, um, and they kind of like a stern-looking man sort of looking bald man kind of pokes his head out of a out of a uh, little like uh, hatch n- not a hatch but a booth yes okay a booth and kind of just like pulls out like a scanner alright <laughs> in an action that looks like he has done it a million times Noir reaches into a compartment pulls out papers and then hands it to the man <laughs> so he scans so the guy scans the vehicle and then he just kind of does, like, a sweep over the car. He sees Norris papers, he looks at them, there's, like, Harrison Armory, <laughs> like, papers for, like, yeah. n- unit number, blah, blah, blah. He's like, um... No, do you not need to scan these? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Noir, the Harrison Armory wouldn't have protocols here. Oh, sorry. 
force of habit. So I'll get at ease, bud. But, uh... No, I will never at ease. I will never at ease, coward. <laughs> <laughs> You're not my superior officer! <laughs> that's true, that's the captain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, alright. Um, and with that, you are brought uh, into the structure. Um, this actually puts you more, somewhat more at ease, Noir, as it's very right regimented in here. Everyone is in their uh, various levels of uh, uniform. Um, even what looks like just like the paper pushers are wearing at very least like an insignia and like at least a vest or some sort of thing denoting their position. Noir, how visibly relaxed are you upon seeing all this? Not particularly, because remember, these people in the Harrison Armory case, those would be my oppressors. <laughs> True. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Do, do you get a little bit more relaxed under the idea that you can identify exactly what everyone's job is yes. without having to... to yes, I, I can look around and go like, okay, private, private, second lieutenant, because he looks like he wants to die, and he keeps yelling at the privates. Okay, yeah, I, I know this. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's yeah. The, the, it's more familiar, and I guess not so much comforting. Yeah, not comforting, exactly. but like, yeah, I can like I can look at people and know what everyone's supposed to be doing. Yeah. All right. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, compared to the chaos... Chaos of of authoritative hat. Yeah. Farmer's hat. <laughs> Jacket. <laughs> now missing. <laughs> <laughs> They're lucky you don't have this thing of the warrant officer and chew you out from losing your jacket. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so uh, you guys are kind of like ushered out of the vehicle, mm-hmm. um, which kind of pulls off, um, and you're brought inside. Um, uh, so the, <clears throat> the colonel kind of turns to Sandra, um, Council's ready to see you if you're ready, and she Sam just kind of thinks the thing. Um, yes, I am. Let's let's go now. Um, and with that, you you as you all follow the kind of like the colonel kind of like looks at all of you and like raises an eyebrow. Um, and Sandra kind of turns and is like, um, "Don't worry, they're my they're here for my protection." Um, and she's like, "Would they not be better served guarding the room?" And she's like. No, I would, I would prefer if they were in the room. They're n- not just hired muscle. They're very important to whatever tactical outcomes we decide on. And with that, she kind of just like... She brings up a newspaper article of, like, heroes save Serena from exploding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she doesn't really do that, but I, but a union administrator's word is pretty... Like, they hold okay, a lot of weight. Okay. So, yeah. even, even though you can... You do actually all notice um, when... Uh, as Sandra's walking around, some people are side eyeing her because mm. the there is like there is still some anti-union <clears throat> set. Yeah, and and for the longest time, the graph was rather isolationist. So you you would assume there are people that, while not going to murder her, yeah. are 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 pretty like you. Mm, I don't know. Were we allowed to keep any of our weapons with us? Uh, so you definitely would not be allowed to have weapons in here. They would have been kind of like. We'll hold on to them yeah. at the military base. Temporarily surrender. The only person who is still armed, actually, is Melo. Mm. And once, once <laughs> they just look at his sword and they go, oh yeah, that's an officer. Well, and, and actually, the when, when, something that you noticed was that when you guys came in, the guy in the booth, um, the colonel had to hand him like an extra document, and ah. then he looked at it, and he looked at Melo. Ah, it's like, there's the papers! I knew they had to be there somewhere! <laughs> so there was, out of curiosity... It wasn't, piece, it wasn't a piece of paper, it was actually like a data... A data slate. It was yeah. like a fucking future thing, yeah. but yes, yeah, essentially it was papers. I'm curious, was this whole, you know, rigmarole easier than just simply taking a weapon away from a spari? I, I mean, 
You, you want to take it away from him? You go right ahead, my man. I'm, I'm taking lunch. <laughs> that, essentially, that's the thing. Is that yeah. and again, the word of a, a, a union administrator goes is pretty impactful, and, and just the fact that they know what's gone down. Like they've been briefed, they've been briefed. Yeah. They've been briefed on what's happened, so they're like, okay, it's acceptable. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll you, allow it. We'll let you once. We'll, bring it, we'll let you bring in your one weapon. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Quick, Melo, form of gun. <laughs> I mean, um, Blitz, he isn't too concerned about that. Like, even with his bare hands, he's definitely uh, considered, you know, a very trained combatant in terms of... Yeah, I mean, you and Noir are both hand-to-hand, no hand-to-hand stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you, like, you'd be fine on your own, but that being said, like, if a mech shows up, you're not going to fight. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah I, I had to leave my mech skill... Like sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah, they can take your computer stuff though, so you can. <laughs> most Fools! Of, some of it's inside of you, though. So Time can't. to hack the government. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna make the dollar worth no money. <laughs> I'm gonna crash the GDP. Um, but yes. So um, they also didn't take any of your tools, <laughs> if you had any. Um, or I don't know if you. I, I know in your character art you have a bit of a tool belt. Now, now whether or not you're carrying that, it's up to you. They they, they deemed nothing you had a weapon. Did you no. did you bust out your fancy overalls? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I probably left the utility vest back in the mech. Yeah. All right. So yeah, um, then you're just wearing your Sunday best or whatever. He's <laughs> got them jean boots with the jeans. <laughs> the the jeans. <laughs> Ooh, we're actually incredibly stylish. So. Oh, Canadian tuxedo. No, he, he looks like a Texan going to a wedding. <laughs> hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.